Hello, welcome to the Life in Brown podcast. My name is Mutan Rayo. Today's episode is with Maria Ovosimenta. Maria is the creator behind Unlock Social Mobility. I met Maria at a podcasting conference in April in Birmingham and we got talking because she was at at the time looking to start her podcast. Maria is a young trustee with the EY Foundation, which is a charity that looks to create opportunities for young people. And this is a topic that's very close to her heart. And I wanted to find out what Mar- how Maria got interested in creating opportunities for young people through the foundation, but also through the content that she creates. So we talk about that. We talk about her experience starting a podcast. And we just talk about how, why she feels that social mobility is an important topic and is something worth, worth exploring in her content. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Maria. I know you're starting a podcast called Unlock Social Mobility. And I wanted to talk to you about that. So one of the questions that came to my mind was, how did you get interested in social mobility? Um, I think, how did I get interested? The best way to answer that is definitely through my personal lived experience. I moved to the UK when I was in, uh, went to secondary school and found the culture was very different to my experience in Ghana. Um, anyway, towards the end of secondary school, I realized that I thrived in competitive environments. So I wanted to go to a grammar school or a more competitive school after year 11, rather than go to college. Cause I just knew that my garden, living in Ghana, having that kind of strict school environment and then moving to the UK, I still yearned for that. And I still found that I was thriving better in those environments. And it's particularly with, with particularly, sorry, with t- teachers who are quite strict. Um, anyway, so I then kind of applied to the local grammar school, secured the place, and then started attending the school. And when I say it was like the biggest culture shock I'd ever experienced. In my secondary school, I was a minority, but I never, I never felt like a minority, even though I was aware that, you know, I was aware with my eyesight that there was only a few of us um, black people in our in the whole school, but the teachers were very nice to me. They would always compliment my hair. They would wear, they were very very supportive. Whereas in grammar school, I was really sticking out. And this time, it wasn't just like my race that was sticking out. It was my social class that was sticking out as well. So I I realized that so the first week or so in school in grammar school, I'd ask people, oh, so like, what did you get for your GCSEs? And they'll tell me. And yeah, I got nine A stars in a day, nine A stars in a day. By the way, in my school, I got five A's, three B's and two C's. And in my school, that was really, really good. So coming to school where nine A stars and A was the norm and like the lowest I got was, um, the lowest someone told me they got was six A stars and all A's and they thought they didn't do well. I was thinking, wow, what, where have I, what, I mean, I should have gone, yeah kind of like pushed it too far. Um, but anyway, that kind of culture experience, that kind of culture shock in terms of, particularly in terms of social class. So my friends could afford um, having private tuition for every single, all their A-levels. My mom is a single mom of three that not really feasible for us. I was already the expensive kid because my, my grammar school was actually just outside of the town that we lived in. So I had to take a coach um, to school. So that was also costing a lot of my, I'm putting a lot of financial pressure on it in itself on my mom as well. Um, even securing things like work experience, my friends had told me, oh yeah, 
I'm doing my experience with my mum's friend who is a surgeon. I'm just going to go and shadow her. And I was thinking, my mum is a cleaner. Like, I don't want to be doing work experience cleaning. And I don't know anyone who is even in the career space that I'm even looking to kind of explore. Um, so I think that's definitely what inspired my journey into kind of helping young people navigate social mobility in general. Like, if you grew up from, if you're from a certain background, and you want to get work experience, like, and your parents are not, don't have friends or don't have those connections. Like, how do you do that? So like, because you know how you said, like in second, in, during your A-levels, when you went to the grammar school. So how, what helped you in terms of, I know you went on to University yeah. of Manchester. So like, what helped you in terms of being able to progress? Did you have helpful teachers? What was the experience like in terms of achieving your goals there? Um, I'd say that. In the third year, I really struggled in my confidence and I really felt like like I wasn't good enough, like I wasn't intelligent enough. But it was in my, towards the end of year 12, that's when I kind of had this, these kind of little revelations. So my friends would come to class and not understand the topic. We all wouldn't understand the topic. But then next week, she would be able to, like she would understand the topic and when we're recapping it, she'd be able to answer all the questions. So I was like, proceeds, like how come... We all come into the lesson, we don't understand. And then the following day, you all of a sudden seem to understand it. So then I understood that, oh, okay, they have access to resources like having the expensive tuition. Um, so it, it was like those little things that made me realize, okay, so the difference between them and me is in intelligence, which is what I initially thought and kind of um, dampened my confidence. I realized, no, the difference between them and I is actually access to resources. So how can I... Um, how can I become more resourceful? How can I access those resources? I started to, I really struggled particularly in biology. So um, I had tuition for biology like around two weeks before my year 12 exam. And in year 12, in the mock, in the mock A-levels in class, I would literally begin E's. But bear in mind, I used to really spend a lot of time revising for biology. So I didn't really understand why I was getting E's. Um, and then within the space of two weeks, having that to a tutor, who I must have gone to about four times, I'd moved from an E to a B in my um, in my actual biology exam. So that was like another confirmation. And that teacher, that um, private tutor I had was affordable, number one, and she was really supportive, spending more than the one hour allocated time that was painful with me to kind of break down things to me and also made me realize that actually I actually really understood the topic or um, or the topics in biology but um, had the slight language barrier or inter interpretation barrier the way I was kind of interpreted and um, what the question was asking me um, so she really helped me to kind of interpret questions in the right way so I can give the correct answers to them as well um, so yeah I'd say in terms of navigating that whole space having um, helpful some helpful teachers uh, I think at the end of year 12 some teachers realized that I wasn't just a, a, a I wasn't a rubbish student I actually had some intelligence particularly my math teacher who really didn't used to be very supportive but when I got A's and math she was so shocked that now every time in year 13 if I go to her lunchtime she would drop something for me and help me out but before she would literally tell me yeah my this is my lunchtime too but this time she was being too she did time after um the Maya 12 results, she became she became really, really supported. So that's been really helpful. And that was really helpful. And then to my mom as well, being able to 
actually finance all of these things and not pay having the savings to kind of support me and even driving me to the tuition sessions, which can sometimes be literally in the middle of nowhere in the Midlands. So yeah. And then the other bit I wanted to ask you is like, you know, you've had all these, you've had these experiences and you've been able to go to university now you're working. What made you say, okay, I want to then create a podcast about this to help others? Like, why a podcast? I think going through grammar school, then going through university, I was picking up a lot of tips um, because I was, because my my grammar school journey made me realize that actually intelligence isn't the difference. Resources is. I, was, I became very, very resourceful and very, very proactive. So I was very quite good at being placing myself in environments where um, I would have access to certain types of information. So that was in particular the university I chose, you know, that's even the little things that the type of people I follow on Instagram or LinkedIn um, and so on and so forth. I then, um, in after university, when I started working, came across a an application for a youth advisory board position. So it was for, which I currently actually am the chair of the youth advisory board and also sit on the main board as a young trustee. Um, so it was for the EY Foundation. And it's a charity that essentially supports young people from the socio-career background. So I think through that platform, I've been able to really develop my confidence um, in that space and also really understand. It's really helped me to kind of understand and see that, you know, I actually can add value in this space and definitely inspired me to um, create the podcast as well. Um, so why in particular, the, why do I want to create a podcast? I feel like, there isn't enough or there aren't enough people who are from a low-socio-career background sharing their stories and sharing how they navigated that whole journey because it really is a journey. It can be quite a lonely experience because now that you're quote-unquote doing better than your counterparts or your community, you now no longer fit into your community. But even in the community, the new community you're trying to get into, you don't also completely fit in there. So you're kind of like an outsider in both communities and even navigating that space can be quite hard. Uh, so it's just in the little things that I feel like people aren't sharing enough of uh, how they're navigating that, those spaces, um, you know, what they're, how they're being resourceful, um, their knowledge and lessons and tips that they picked up on the way. So I really wanted to create a platform where we really talk about that. We have those thought-provoking conversations, we really share our tips and tricks and what we've picked up and also share our lived experiences because my struggle can really inspire you um, to to think even if if even if our struggles aren't the same so for example even if your struggle is worse than mine it encourages me to say okay your struggle was way worse than what I went through in my childhood but you've been able to end up in this position currently then I can definitely do better and do at least that as well our main agenda, I guess, is definitely to inspire and to create a supportive community um, as well and to learn, to learn from each other, to learn from experts, to learn from lived experiences and to really overcome the barriers that we face and our local potential and live, not just do slightly better than our parents, but really smash it in life and excel in every aspect of our life as well. Yeah. And then I wanted to ask you about I know you like you you originally started as 
um, with an Instagram page called Navigate Up and now you've rebranded it. So I wanted to talk to you about like what's helped you in terms of the rebranding and in create, and what's also helped you in terms of creating the podcast because in terms just in terms of resources that you found useful. I think I'd say yeah firstly page was called Navigate Up um, and it's kind of like had the same mission of helping people kind of helping people like particularly those young people from your low socioeconomic backgrounds kind of navigate their way to the top so it's kind of the same thing but in unlock social ability I think Navigate Up was more of an individual focus so it was me sharing my journey and sharing my story and sharing some of the things that I was doing that was a part of that a part of choosing to go that to go in, in that particular pathway was to help me build my confidence in putting myself out there. So um, starting it from my personal perspective was mainly to build up my confidence. Um, after a while, I really didn't like being the center focus um, of of the page. I really didn't like that um, because I just want because I just thought that there was there's more that people can learn outside of me. And also, I felt like sometimes I was over glamorizing certain things like over glamorizing my work or over glamorizing certain things that that can be quite misleading so I wanted it to be more realistic and I wanted to be able to I wanted it to be a platform where other people share their stories um and share their lived experiences and we we kind of create a, a community rather than it being a me or I focused thing um, and that's why I, I pivoted to unlock social mobility uh, in general. In terms of resources, I'd say, look, I'm not going to lie to you. Chat GPT has been so helpful. <laughs> it's been like my amazing virtual assistant, even in like the little tasks, because I think what I found really daunting as well, starting my podcast was there was just, I'm such a perfectionist and there's so much to do and it's like, where do I even start from? So even having like using utilizing AI in my uh, post and utilizing AI in, in helping me to become more efficient in the way I um, go about producing the podcast has definitely been really helpful for me personally. Also utilizing my friends and my network. So um, my my logo was done by a friend of mine because I, actually I'm terrible at logos. And how long it took me to finally creating a reasonable logo for navigate up like definitely not want to take it to take that long for unlock social mobility so utilizing my network has also been really helpful as well so i think those are the, probably the two main things and also i think also like i met you at the conference at the conference the podcast conference conference yeah i guess the podcast event um, in birmingham i think it was and being in a room of podcasters hearing stories it just made I guess it made the idea less crazy and more like, okay, no, it's actually achievable. And being being able to sit next to people like you who actually who are actually doing it just makes the whole process less intimidating as well. What you said is useful, like about being around other people because sometimes it can be a very lonely. Apart from listening when you're interviewing guests, having guests on your podcast, but the rest mm-hmm. of it is mainly if you, if you're not working with a large team, yeah. it can be. Lonely, so like just being in a space with other people can be helpful. Is there anything you'd like to say that I haven't asked you? No, not bad. I can't think of anything on top of my head. But yeah, I mean, all I can say is look out for my podcast. Please listen, let me know what you think. 
we love feedback. Like, so give us construct. We love constructive feedback. Um, so definitely, um, if you do listen to our podcast, definitely kind of give us feedback on it and on how we can improve, how we can make it better, how how we can develop it so that it meets your needs um, better as well. And yeah, I think that's that's it. But yes, yeah, apart from that, thank you so much for having me as well on your podcast. You're such an inspiration and in how you've been able to kind of... How long have you done your podcast for, actually? Um, I started in 2019, so I've been doing it for four years now. Oh, wow. You know, that means you're like top 10% of podcasts. Because apparently, if you're, if you're able to do it for a year, then 90% of podcasts don't meet the one-year mark or something like that. So, yeah, top 10%, very inspiring and... Um, I'm going to be learning a lot from you, picking up all your mics and headphones and ears from you as well. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Maria. You can find Maria's social media details and her podcast in the show notes. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I would ask that if you please share it with your friends, tell one friend about the show. I would really appreciate it. Also, I write a bi-weekly newsletter where I share what's on my mind and also share podcasts and book recommendations. And I would love for you to check it out. So you can subscribe to that at raya.substack.com. Thank you for listening. And I hope to speak to you in the next episode. Say bye. Bye. Ma. Ma.